All right, what's going on, ladies and gents? Welcome back to the Tangents Podcast. My name is Dalibor, and we are uh, doing this for a second time. I did watch through uh, the rest of Fandom, and I recorded it. And because the furnace was on, or not the furnace, but whatever, the blower for the AC was on, and I'm literally not even two feet away from it, uh, I had the audio turned down so I wouldn't pick that up to try to give you a good audio experience. However, uh, that ended up with me just being very, very quiet, and the balancing was not possible because I was commenting during some of the panels and during some of the stuff, and it just didn't work out. So we're going to just kind of do a little bit of a different thing. And I want to touch on some of the things that happened. I just watched the Black Adam panel. I didn't watch everything fully. I uh, watched like two hours of it. Uh, I just watched the Black Adam panel. You can definitely tell that Dwayne Johnson is super excited about this project. Uh, he clearly has passion for it. He clearly has something. Uh, there's something about it that definitely speaks to the man. And it's, I think it's obvious. So I'm really excited about that. I'm, I'm excited for that project. Uh, Justice Society, super excited about that being kind of brought into the whole thing. And I think we, we're going to have a little, we're going to watch a little clip here real quick. And I think that's going to talk about the the people that are being brought in. But first, we're going to watch the Suicide Squad teaser. Uh, I've watched this a few times now, obviously. and uh, But I, I still think I've, I've got some stuff to say about it. So we're going to watch. I think it's going to surprise people. You kind of sit there and go, how did they do that? It's going to be different from any superhero movie ever made. Bring that down a bit. There's no one better in the world to direct The Suicide Squad than James Gunn. I was excited with an opportunity to be able to do The Suicide Squad in the way it could be done from my point of view. This one is completely unique. This is a gritty 1970s war movie combined with the brilliance of James Gunn's characters and comedy. You need your director to set the vibe. The Suicide Squad is just a twisted fantasy of characters. Within each of our characters, there's a certain beauty. Within most of them. Some of them are just pretty crappy through and through. <laughs> Be like a douchey Captain America. The guy who believes in peace at any cost, no matter how many people he needs to kill along the way. Okay, I got it. Don't ever settle back like you think you know where this is going, because you don't. As soon as you have some sense about what's about to happen next, James comes in. No! Everyone's exploding, genitals, heads, arms, legs. This is the thing that this is the thing that got me. Like the third time I watched it. Oh my god, I can't believe I keep leaving this thing on top. Turn that off. That's for the live stream. Uh, so for those listening, I had a thing on the screen. Anyway, um, that's the thing that got me last time. He said genitals. Are, are we going to see genitals exploding in this movie? That's still like such a it's such a trip for me to hear uh, one of the actors talk about genitals exploding. Like I don't know about that. But already from this trailer, I mean, knowing really very little about the story, uh, I love Harley being portrayed as more of a badass as opposed to the, like, whatever it was, Daddy's Little Monster fucking shirt. I hated that look. The first movie was just so incredibly underwhelming that really the bar is set at the lowest it could be. Anything is going to be better than that, basically. 
And uh, I think from from what we've seen so far from from the trailer and from the pieces and the characters, uh, super excited. If you watched last week's episode, I was talking about uh, who the hell is TDK. I read a few articles and they were talking about uh, Nathan Fillion's character's TDK uh, being the detachable kid, potentially. Uh, there's no confirmation on this, which was... Um, a reference, I guess, or an adapt- adaptation of the uh, removable arm boy from Legion. So, keeping it true to DC roots, man. Big, massive graphic novel brought to life. This is by far the biggest movie I've ever made. And that, that upsets me a little bit, because I'm like, Guardians is pretty big. I don't think that you know what to expect. Don't get too attached. This has been truly the greatest, most exciting journey of my life making this film. Cut. That was great. That was pretty great. Only in theaters. Only in theaters. And that's I think that's a stand they're taking. Because you see a lot of these companies putting stuff out on digital platforms, etc. This is only in theaters 2021. So essentially, they're like, regardless of what happens, we will bury this film in theaters if necessary. <laughs> uh, but no, I think I, I think they'd probably change their perspective if you know, let's say there was no vaccine and COVID just went crazy. I think they'd they'd change their perspective. But yeah, so now we're gonna go to the uh, trailer for. Uh, super excited! Super excited! Uh, I, I I my expectations are going to remain low. Uh, we'll actually. Every time, every podcast, um, we're going to open that in a new window because I don't know what that is, but we're going to see what Ruby Rose is doing with outside of Batwoman. It is relevant, but the, uh, the bar is set so low from the last Suicide Squad movie that this can only be better. Like really, I just don't, like, I don't know. As long as there's no fucking Skybeam, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> as long as there's no CG army or Skybeam, I think we're going to be in good shape. Uh, so now we're going to watch the trailer for Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. It is a game trailer. Uh, and now, again, a little more further context. Uh, when I was watching the the Montreal Games presentation for uh, Gotham Knights, I was talking about, oh, well, this is clearly in the Arkhamverse uh, because and then later I found out from from Hottest that the uh, the last game Arkham Arkham Knight or whatever it was uh, ended with the mansion exploding and and him dying so like it seems like it's a continuation but apparently this is the continuation this takes place in the Arkhamverse and not Gotham Knights Gotham Knights they're saying is like its own Batman universe of games now which to me is like then you're just doing like the comics. Um, which then kind of goes back to, to what I was talking about on a previous podcast where it, it would be terrible. I don't think they should do it, but if DC stops making comics in favor of making a Batman universe of video games, a, you know, a justice league animated series. And like, that's how they present future stories. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think, I don't think DC comics is going anywhere anytime soon. I just, I'm concerned about their shifting priorities. So let's see about this game. Okay, mute this damn phone. Yeah. 
bunch of birds in my camera. Rock steady. Metropolis. That is a brainiac invasion of some sort. Translate. Boomerang has a concussion from the enemy you missed in our last encounter. I don't miss. <laughs> Guess those teeth are sharper than your eyes, Shark Man. I never, you never miss. miss. Never miss. Yeah, yeah, we bloody know. You never shut up about it. Task Force X. Alpha target is in the open. Get your asses to the Metropolis Grand Hotel and engage. Before I have another reason to blow those bombs in your heads. Oh, shit. Uh, I didn't get why they were using the song. My concern here and my curiosity is uh, uh, Digger looks like he's got super speed. I like how they're all, everybody's using guns, not just their own sticks. Also, outcast for life. <laughs> Smooth. Well, that should knock a few years off the old sentence. That's reminding me of something. Fucking Digger Harkness. Goddamn Digger Harkness. 
the Batman. Now, I want to I want to talk about how this happens every movie, every Batman movie, every time a new superhero movie is announced, everybody starts drawing it. So my Instagram feed has just been filled with the Batman. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the collar, so it's just kind of annoying to have to keep seeing this costume. Actually, we'll, we'll go over this once it's done. You're becoming quite a celebrity. Why is he writing to you? If you are justice... I'm vengeance. This is taken from is a uh, new 52 storyline. At least, mind you, this is me just taking context clues. I don't know that this is what it's from specifically. But as I've said before, I think this is from year zero. Uh, the Riddler becomes a major element in the story. Uh, there are a lot of shots in the dark. And the, the, the premise uh, of the year zero is that Riddler shows up. He's like this badass villain. He knocks out Gotham's power grid, and uh, you know it becomes a, like a genuinely dangerous situation. Now, I have a concern about are those the wheel? That's such a those Batmobile wheels look very smooth. <laughs> they look like track tires, and I feel like they shouldn't be. Uh, is that I'm trying to figure out who that is. Just trying to take out take some of the, the the stills here. I mean the suit looks fine. Um I just I'm not a big fan of the collar. Like I don't really get the collar. Um the the Batmobile 
Oh, okay. I see. There, there are, uh, there are treads. Yeah, but they look, they look like straight up treads. It's some sort of a muscle car too, which I appreciate. Um, I'm vengeance. Let's let's hear it again. The hell are you supposed to be? I'm vengeance. So, the flip side, I think the collar is to eliminate the rigidity of the neck in the costume. Uh, a big part of the uh, the 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 Burton and Schumacher era, and then subsequently the the Nolan era, was that the suit is so damn stiff, and the neck because of the protection in place, you, like there's no like the the fighting in Batman Begins and all that. They're not. It's not good fighting. It's just not. Um, so I think this allows him to have more of a fabric neck, which means he can actually move around and actually fight, uh, which then the collar helps protect him. Uh, but it, it's, I'm interested. I'm interested. The reason I think it's year zero is because, so those like the gauntlets he has that have kind of the, the segmentation, um, uh, year zero Batman. Let's take a look real quick. Images. Uh, no, not there is that. Yeah. So this is, I just don't want to, there it is. Uh, it, it feels more like this. This is like a, a early, era batman costume that doesn't have why it's like why are, i searched year zero batman and it gives me all these all these things from the actual um statues and stuff like that um but yeah i i just think so i mean fine this is kind of a better example anyway uh it has these kind of like protective elements and kind of unfinished elements so those gauntlets remind me of these unfinished, unfinished elements from uh, from the Year Zero storyline, but I'm excited. I'm excited. This looks uh, better. Uh, I, but I was excited as soon as uh, as soon as Jim Lee said that it was, uh, or whoever it was, uh, I forget at this point. Uh, whoever said that when they announced and when they kind of outlined that this is taking place in its own universe and has nothing to do with the existing series, these existing movies, I'm okay with that. I have no problem with that. I'm fine with this. However, I did see that there is a The Batman prequel uh, HBO Max series. Uh, yeah, The Batman's HBO Max spinoff will be a year one prequel about Vigilante's experience through the POV of a bad cop. So here's the thing. With a streaming service like this, and I've talked about this before, Hottis and I have talked about this before, having this, um, having your own streaming service allows you to make things like this, like DC or Disney is doing it with Marvel. Uh, all of the stuff that's going to be on Disney Plus is going to tie in directly to the Marvel films. In this situation, this could be good to see a year one from a bad cop's perspective and kind of to see what what the batman means and i like having stories told from a different perspective than the main hero because then that gives us a different perspective on the whole thing literally just went blank just my mind went completely blank uh anyway uh no i'm, I'm very interested to see how how this series goes um 
so this is uh, that that was the other thing that I, I read somewhere or somewhere somebody said it during the first part of uh fandom they said uh the batman is like a year two thing right so the i i appreciate that in that year one is going to be a little more stumbling blocks a little more kind of the building of the friendship the relationship oh that was the other thing i was going to say that's the part that i blanked out on having this ability to have these things tie together you can then say hey robert pattinson we're going to need you for like a week of shooting we're going to shoot all the batman scenes for the show it's going to be 20 you know it's gonna be like 12 15 episodes but we're going to shoot all the batman scenes this week you know they're shot from afar like we don't really need a lot but we're going to need a few bruce wayne scenes we're going to need it's just like all of these things that you just fill in because it's if it's told from somebody else's perspective you don't need batman and everything you don't need bruce wayne and everything uh but then you can bring in uh gordon you you have like a lot of you have a lot of the elements i mean it's um it's like the series uh gotham central i think it was called and it was focused on police like yeah the batman's in this universe but it was focused on the police in gotham so i'd be i would like to see it called gotham central in fact so I'm excited um, way more than I thought I would be. <laughs> uh, Hada said that in the scene where he asked him, does this mean anything to you? For him, it looks like it's a Robin uh, kind of like pretending to be Batman uh, because he's just not this big dude. But for me, um, this does not feel that bad for a year two Batman. Um the voice is not bad. Overall, I'm not I'm not hating it so far. Of course, still have to see the movie to render a final verdict. Let's take a look at this Black Adam. 5,000 years ago, Kandak was a melting pot of cultures, wealth, power, and magic. Yet most of us had nothing except for the chains around our necks. Kandak needed a hero. Instead, they got me. I did what needed to be done, and they imprisoned me for it. Now, 5,000 years later, I'm free, and I give you my word. will ever stop me again. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that they had him voice it over uh, because that's super duper cool. Uh, I'm going to pull up. Hold on. We're going to go to the history here real quick. Uh, literally just watched it. So it's going to be right there. We're going to add it to our player. And... This is somebody else who recorded it. Uh, I just didn't want to bring America, and uh, and who from the JSA is going to be in our movie? Well, I don't want to reveal too much this early on, but I thought um, this might answer some of your questions. Take a look. I have a knack for destroying bullies. Now, the key thing here is that this appears to be a kind of a motion comic situation from possibly something that already exists. Uh, I. Cannot identify this art, but it's definitely not the same 
like it's not the same artist that created the first part, obviously, uh, the, the the actual teaser for the movie. But I do appreciate that this kind of gives us an intro as to who's going to be in the movie as far as from the JSA. But there are some who think I need help. Hawkman. Dr. Fate. And their new recruits. Cyclone. That's the other thing. Um, since it is Cyclone, this feels like it would be a modern day tale. Uh, I thought maybe we would see a situation where we would see um, Black Adam in the early 20th century and then kind of it ends kind of like a, a, a Captain America situation where you see him in the early 20th century. He gets put away or whatever again and he comes back when Shazam comes back. An Adam Smasher. They call themselves the Justice Society. An organization. I also don't think that they're going to, I don't think they're going to call it the JSA. I think they're just going to call themselves the Justice Society uh, to make it more marketable in the world. That believes in fighting for truth and justice. Well, I'm going to teach them that the only beliefs I fight for are mine. Welcome to Truth, Justice, and the Black Adam Way. So, as you guys can see, we are cooking up something pretty badass and, and certainly a lot of fun that we are all excited about to this deliver to you guys. Um, and I can't wait to show you more. But, before I go, I want you guys to help me out with something. It's something that's pretty important. I need you guys to help me get a message out to, uh, to some of the other ones. Some of the other DC superheroes. Let's let Flash, Shazam, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman. Let's let them know something. Things will never be the same because the hierarchy of power in the DC universe is about to change. He's the perfect, perfect choice for this. Such a perfect character choice. Such a perfect actor choice. I'm so, I'm so, I, I am probably the most psyched for Black Adam out of everything that was talked about in, in DC fandom, including our final section here uh, for fandom, which is going to be the Snyder Cut, motherfuckers. <laughs> Uh, I've seen this now several times. Um, this is going to be one more time. Uh, I have thoughts. I have opinions, but we're going to watch it first. I like that it says Max original. They're not even saying now HBO Max. Uh, there was a secret chord that David played, and it pleased the Lord. But you don't really care for music, do you?
hundreds of thousands of other super beings on the other planets he's destroyed, right? And we have to assume he's won. I don't care how many demons he's fought and how many hells. He's never fought us. Not us united. Which is a reference to the original advertising campaign called Unite the Seven. So here are my thoughts and opinions. A, uh, this is a different movie. This is not... A re-edit. This is not a different director's take. This is a different movie. Uh, he's even uh, Zack Snyder has even gone on record to say he's not using a single shot of Whedon's footage, uh, which is fine to me. Perfectly fine. If you had the footage that was necessary, uh, that it, it definitely to me comes in as a more uh, serious movie as a darker movie. I don't think we're going to see the whole thing where uh, Aquaman sits on Wonder Woman's last zone. He's like, movies or whatever the fuck it was. Um, it, it's very much a different film. Um, I mean, you have all the stuff that was talked about before Justice League ever came out, and that's the stuff we're seeing, right? The, the scene with Wally saving... Um, Wally saving uh, Iris, presumably Iris, but I think it's Iris. Uh, so the, the the first meeting of her of of Wally or Wally, I said, I said Wally like several times. Barry, <laughs> I grew up with Wally West Flash. Uh, Barry saving um, Iris here, and it's very much. I mean, like it's like everybody kind of gets their own moment to shine, their own section of the film clearly. Uh, you have stuff like uh, the death of uh, uh, Vic Stone's father, which I don't think he died in the Whedon cut at all. So that's a whole different story arc. Um, it, it's I'm very, very interested to see where this goes. You have Desaad, who was not in it. Uh, big, big fan of Desaad showing up in this. Uh, a fantastic design. Like, fantastic. And... Again, presuming it's Desaad just based on appearance, but super cool. Uh, the fact that the fact that uh, uh, um, oh my god, what's the bad guy's name? Um, oh my god, what is his name? Uh, whatever the bad guy's name was, it's the tip of my tongue. Tip of my tongue. Can't think of it. Damn it. Um, Steppenwolf. Jesus. Uh, Steppenwolf. 
uh, in his full CG glory, which is uh, uh, almost like, like a shinier version of what we saw in the deleted scene from Batman v Superman, which is where uh, Luthor talked talked to him or you know was in his presence or whatever the fuck happened. Um, yeah, it, it, this looks way better. I didn't like like he was. Him being, like, clearly he's this CG monster, right? No question about it. However, in the in the Whedon cut, you saw his face, which then adds to the disconnect. When you have CG, I mean, this is the same reason that the, the, the whole opening scene is bad and several scenes in the movie are bad because you have the mustache situation from the reshoots. Um, when you have imperfect CG that is meant to be real, it takes you out of the film, it takes you out of the scene because it destroys the, the the illusion of it. So in this situation, he is just this CG monster, this, you know, this enormous thing that is not, it's not real. And it's, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna do this thing, YouTube. Like very much uh, just not, not a human dude like he doesn't have a human face which is fine and and it makes it easier to believe that this is just some monstrous thing that they're fighting because the other the the other design they had was he had a human-like face and therefore we expect human-like uh, appearance i mean even if you go back to where was it desad here like that's way better then Steppenwolf was in in the Justice League cut, like way better, to me miles better. Like, like there's skin, there's there's like, it, there's texture. It feels more real than the the one in in the the, the Whedon cut. I guess we're gonna call it of Justice League. Uh, did the the it just it it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Super excited about it. Um, this still to me right there. That's why, because once that goes up, that is leg. And if that is leg, that is Supergirl, not Superman. And they cut that out. Like all of these scenes did not exist. We're going to mute this here. Um, obviously you have the scene with dark side. We're not even going to talk about that. Uh, this, I feel like, is going to be part of the flashback scenarios. I think this is going to be part of that fight at the beginning where they kind of explained the whole thing and showed, like, the old Green Lantern and all that shit because he's holding the staff uh, that you see in the next shot, not in this shot. But... So this clearly has some green, which to me means kryptonite. Uh, but in this next part, you see, I guess not even this part. And this is the future. This is clearly the future. So to me, that means we're going to see some more time travel. And then additionally, right here where Wonder Woman walks into this temple or whatever it is, she sees that same staff, uh, which is what I, what, I mean, at least that's what it looks like to me. We're gonna, so you see that staff right there. It's got the spikes. You go back, staff, spikes. To me, though, it would be way bigger because Darkseid is a way bigger dude. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's just these scenes didn't exist. These scenes didn't happen in, in the Whedon cut. And, and this is going to be an entirely different film. This part, though, definitely to me screams 
Supergirl because maybe is it just the hologram not looking not looking with the right colors maybe it is blue maybe it is him maybe this is him at the beginning pining about how he's dead and how he he is uh he's you know he needs him for this fight or whatever whatever i don't know it's hard to tell it it if everybody from out the get said this looks like it's skin, which then would say that it is uh, Supergirl, not Superman. However, it could be. I don't know. The, the Aquaman arc definitely seems to be more dramatic, um, more muscular, apparently. Um, I'm interested in, where is it? Right here. Yeah, right here. This looks like Vic controlling um, just missiles. Like just scores of missiles of all kinds. Very interesting there. Hold on, hold on. Let's go back because that was, I think, Steppenwolf. Oh, no, that's... Aquaman. Oh, that is Aquaman in his full royal gear. I'm super, like, I think we're going to have some time travel, like, accidental time travel uh, from, from Barry Allen. Um, and maybe even a, maybe even a uh, reality jump into the Crisis crossover. Maybe not in this, maybe in the Flashpoint movie. I really, really hope that in the Flashpoint movie we have a like it ha to me it has to be like at the beginning he's running and then he like comes back and he's like Barry he's like Flash I'm gonna be good. like that's what my name is gonna be the Flash like that's that's what I'm thinking I'm thinking that's how it's gonna go uh, I hope that's how it's gonna go so well I guess one last thing from uh, from fandom because I think that covers pretty much everything let me pull up uh, the DC fandom schedule here. Just to make sure we didn't miss anything, anything important uh, from Hall of Heroes. Da, 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 da. Uh, ask Harley Quinn. I don't care. I did watch the the panel where, um, what was it? The history of the Batman or whatever it was called. Yeah, see, like a lot of the things are gone from here. It was like the history of the Batman. Uh, nothing really revealed there. Uh, Aquaman panel. I read a review of the panel. I did not watch the panel. They were just like, oh, there's going to be some more stuff. Like, we're going to explore new dimensions. To me, that sounds like they're either going to deal with the whole mother thing, which was in the New 52, which he went to an alternate reality and found his mother, uh, or they're going to uh, go into uh, a fight with the the Trench, I think it's called. But I feel like the Trench were in the first one. I haven't seen the first movie yet. Um, but anyway, uh, Shazam panel, they said it's going to be more magical. Like, again, nothing really uh, – nothing really – exciting to that and then uh we had a really really poignant discussion about um uh uh, uh females females of, of color in uh the dc shows uh my main it was a very, really great panel to watch uh, my main takeaway was just kind of a reinforcement of my my previous statements that i've made many times dc's lineup is very very pale generally speaking 
uh, and it is nice to see them taking the time to spotlight their characters of color. Uh, and this is kind of this is the kind of thing that I, I appreciate. Um, somebody, who somebody said something about oh, uh, um, Commissioner Gordon's black, and I was like, yeah, like nothing about Commissioner Gordon requires him to be white. It's a different universe. It's regardless of the different universe, like nothing about Commissioner Gordon require like he's a he's a, vet, a war veteran. Statistically speaking, he should be black. <laughs> like 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 he should be like it, it just it, it, it's it, it anybody that gets upset about this stuff anymore it's really frustrating to me at this point i don't even know what you're talking about i don't even know where you're coming from as far as what um like what your complaints are uh it it, it, it bothers me but i do appreciate that dc is taking their characters that are really less known like a Grace Choi, like no one knew about that unless you specifically read The Outsiders from 2000, I think it was three or four, to like 2009. Unless you read that series, you didn't know Grace Choi. You just didn't, because I'm pretty sure that's when she appeared first. <laughs> like, you just didn't know that series. You just didn't know that character. Um, uh, kind of the same with Thunder and Lightning. Like, if you don't read the books, like the Justice Societies and the, and the Outsiders where Thunder was... You don't know about these characters. Um, so, it, you know, you're just reading a bunch of white characters. That's why I appreciated uh, Wally, well, Wallace West now. I guess we're, we're differentiating since old Wally West is back. Uh, but Wallace West being in in uh, the DC uh, Flash books because he was black. Uh, her, what was it? Her, her brother? Adopted brother? I forget what the situation was, but regardless. You had a... You had a black flash, and I appreciated that. And it, it, there are opportunities. Uh, I like that the Batman books got a, a character of color um, in The Signal. I really fucking hate his name, but uh, I thought he was going to be a Robin. Um, I kind of still hope he does become a Robin because there was a, that flash forward during the New 52 about him being a Robin. So who, who knows? I kind of hope he still becomes Robin. I don't like the signal. I don't mind the costume necessarily, but I don't like the signal name. It's a, it's a stupid fucking name. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, there's a, a Wonder Woman panel, a celebration panel, and a, they play Werewolf 1984, which I guess is some sort of video game, or maybe just some sort of game, regardless. That's it for DC Fandom. We got that under 45 minutes. And now we're going to, apparently, we have, uh, we talked about, oh, that was the other thing that I had done the commentary on in the previous episode. They were talking about Batwoman and kind of what the new Batwoman comes out of. Uh, the new Batwoman I'm excited for because uh, I'm interested to see how they play off Kate Kane disappearing. Um, it, I, I don't mind them taking that angle. Kate Kane disappeared. I just need a really well-presented narrative reason because uh i don't know like i feel like this is the kind of thing where you bring her on to set something up you bring her on for an episode to leave a final message or a, if you read if you if you watch this i'm gone or missing or dead or whatever like i don't know it just seems like something that isn't it's not well positioned. Like it's not set up in a way that I'm excited about for season two. I'm excited to watch a new Batwoman. I'm excited to, uh, again, this is now the second 
female character that is premiering off comics on DC. Harley Quinn, for those who don't know, premiered in the Batman animated series. And now a uh, black Batwoman is first appearing in uh, in a TV show. So the, the, the repercussions of that are going to be that we are certainly going to see some sort of some sort of adjustment in the comics, some sort of change, uh, perhaps a new Batwoman series, perhaps Kate Kane dies or is injured and something happens. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see kind of in both narrative directions where that goes. But to that end, apparently Ruby Rose is in another movie called The Doorman. Uh, and we're going to watch the trailer right now. That is poor quality. Let's, let's bring that up to 1080. Because that looks awful. Since August 2020. I mean, I feel like this is this was filmed after, maybe before the last season started. Badass. Okay. So once you get back to New York, about a week. There's an opening at the apartment building where I'm working. Not quite as exciting as where you've been. That sounds just fine. We'll use the next two days to get you acclimated, get the weekend off. You come back to work on Monday? Think you can handle that? I'll do my best, sir. Shall we begin? Hey, what's going on? Hey, who are you? I promise our visit would be as brief as humanly oh, shit. possible. I just realized. I just realized that is. Uh, oh my god. Oh my god! What is his fucking name? Stop it. Nope. We're gonna we're gonna work through this together. We're gonna work through this together. Leon the Professional. What is his damn name? Uh, where is it? Where is his name? Jean Renault. God damn it. Boris. Boris, are you there? You inform me the building would be empty. It's nothing to worry about. I'll handle it. He's dead in your neck. What's a decorated soldier doing here as a doorman? They're here. They have to be. It's a bloody Rembrandt. Oh, shit. That, dude, this is a, a loaded movie. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That is... Uh... Oh, dude. My brain is... I, I need to... What do I need to do? I need to do something. My brain is not working. Uh, the doorman. Uh, oh, my goodness. Come on. What is his name? What is he from? I think we just covered this. My wife and I. Um, 
Rupert Evans. He is... Oh, 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 oh. Charmed. 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 Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, he's uncharmed. He's hairy. Uh, damn it. You should walk away now. And if you don't, I will take you to hell. What's ironic is that... What's ironic is that this feels like Batwoman, the fucking show. Uh, because she's a former soldier. The Batwoman uh, in the comics was a former soldier. She comes home. Uh, yeah, th- it, it, this feels like a blend of the Batwoman and um, uh, 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 Die Hard. Batwoman and Die Hard uh, equals Doorman. Uh, that's 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 what we have. Uh, very interesting. Very interesting. Um, for one final bit of news unrelated to DC fandom, unrelated to DC Comics, Ruby Rose, or anything else that we've talked about, uh, we sadly did find uh, yesterday that uh, the king himself, T'Challa, Black Panther, uh, amongst countless other incredible film roles Chadwick Boseman did die uh, at 43 uh, from colon cancer due to his battle with colon cancer Um, he's brought us incredible films incredible entertainment for years and uh, he will be missed I'll be honest I'm not somebody who really talks about like I don't really care about celebrity deaths um like it happens, it happens. Like it sucks. Like it sucks for them. Sucks. Sucks for their families. This one did kind of hit. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm so in like engrossed in the in the, uh, the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Maybe it's because um, just watching his stuff has brought me so much enjoyment. Um, I I just don't know. I I don't, I don't know what it is about this one. Um, but yeah, this this one hits this one hits different, and you know, it it's it's a true loss creatively, and and you know from everything I know, from everything I've I've seen and read about him, uh, he's a he, he was an incredible person, and he will be missed. He will genuinely be missed. That is going to be it for this one. Uh, kept it under an hour here as a, as a wrap up for DC fandom. Next week we are going to have a Man, it's it's hard to like shift. Once, man, once you once you get into once you get into your feelings, it's it's hard to shift into excitement. But next week, we are gonna have a very, uh, very special and hopefully the beginning of something special, where we spotlight uh, up and coming creators and people who are getting their work out there. We are going to be talking with. Uh, the creator of a series that is currently on Kickstarter. Their final week is starting this week, and we are going to be talking with them and uh, kind of promoting that last week of the Kickstarter to get the book. It's it's already been funded. I'm already all in for for the whole series, Um, but it's super cool. I'm very interested in it. We're going to be talking about it next week. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next one.